Hello, this is Angelique from the Gaston County Public Library, and we're back for another episode of Andrew Really, Really Loves Award Shows. Hi, Kendall. For this episode, Andrew will be predicting Emmy nominations. Andrew? Yes, I really, really, really do like award shows, so thank you for having me back, Angelique. I'm always shocked when you say yes, um, and it's really early in the morning, so I, I can only imagine how bad this editing's going to be for you, and I apologize. Well, as I said in our Oscar podcast, Emmy season is was coming up soon, and here we are. I mean, because Oscars just they they took so long that that we're already here in the middle of summer, ready for Emmy nods. Um, next Tuesday or this coming Tuesday, July thirteenth, the nominations will be announced, and the ceremonies will be in late September. Um, this year's Emmys are going to be weird. Of course, everything's been weird. Last year's were weird, but this year's are going to be weird because a lot. Last year, a lot of the contenders were were mostly filmed and finished with production before the pandemic hit, so it actually had a robust competition. This year, we're really going to see the impact of the pandemic in those months where no production was occurring. You are going to see contenders that in any other year, any other year, would not even come close to a nomination, um, and and we're going to see categories where it's difficult to get to the number of nominees. Not necessarily difficult, just in just they're just not traditional contenders in, in that sense. Um, although I will say that was helped along by the Emmy rule that says the number of nominees is determined by the number of submissions. So less submissions this year has reduced the number of nominees in, in some of the categories. So luckily they've done some of that legwork for us and I don't have to pick people that I don't want to pick. Um, anyway, so there, uh, we're, so today we're just going to do the top five categories in drama and comedy. Um, and sometime this week I will post the full list of nominations on Tumblr, right? We always do that. Um, and we'll have them posted before next Tuesday so you get to see those. Okay, uh, let's start with your predictions with drama categories. Sure. Uh, first, there there will st- there will still be eight nominees this year. Um, although this year there is no succession because um, they're going to premiere their third season later this year. There's no morning. Sh- Actually, morning show didn't get in last year. But there, there's a bunch of bunch of productions are either they either ended or they're just not going to be here this year. So um, we'll probably have we'll definitely have a different winner this year, um, which is kind of cool. The The Crown had its best season. Um, it introduced Emma Corrin as Princess Di and Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher. As well, you know, the rest of the incredible cast was still there. Um, this season also really starts to have ties to, like, the modern royal family drama, which seems to just keep rolling. So I think that that's why it was really a big hit with fans. Um, and I think it's our front runner. Um, I expect The Handmaid's Tale to make it back in. I said last year that it was going to have a drop-off in terms of nominations, and it did last year. It, it didn't do as well. And in a normal year, that probably would continue. But the, its latest season got great reviews, apparently, and it's and it just because there's less competition, um, I think it's going to rebound and rebound in a big way. Um, the Mandalorian will definitely come back after its surprise nomination last year. It just keeps building buzz. It was a creative arts giant. It won a ton of Emmys. A lot of those categories, they do it as a lot of them are 30 minutes or an hour. And so the Mandalorian's 30 minutes, so it gets to compete against things like like all the comedy series and stuff. It cheated. It <laughs> cheated, and it won all those Emmys. No, but it is popular, and I think it'll definitely get back in. I think it can build on that and add more acting, maybe a writing, maybe a directing this year as well. Bridgerton, which is sultry. (laughs) Um, And I think that's why people like it, because it's basically, you know, a a period uh, soap opera. Um, It did well with SAG and the other winter guilds this year, um, and it was a smash success for Netflix. I think it gets in, again, in, in a year with more upscale competition maybe not but this year it gets in pose did not get in last year i predicted it but it didn't but it's its last season the competition is less fierce and it really ended on a high note i think it comes back in same thing for this is us um you know it, it dropped out last year but with all those people gone um i think it can come back in um lovecraft country on hbo had a real shot to make a dent here and then it got canceled but it got canceled after the nomination voting had ended um, so uh, yes, we, 
by the way, I see your shadiness, HBO. That was done on purpose. Um, so I do think it will do well with nominations, but if it gets nominated, it's probably not going to win anything now. Which it had a chance to before, so I, that you never know. Finally, I'm going with Perry Mason. Um, it didn't have the most, yes, it's a reboot of the classic Perry Mason. It didn't have the most buzz or acclaim, but it was still well-received. And when I started looking at all the other categories as you move down, I keep mentioning actors that will get in. I think the director will definitely get in. Um, Tim Van Patten, I think, is one of the directors, and he wins Emmys like, like the rest of us chew gum. Um, and it will do really well with the creative arts because it's a period piece. So I think it's going to have enough broad support. Um, watch out, though, for uh, HBO's In Treatment. It came back after all these years, this time led by um, Uza Aduba. Um, HBO always does better than expected, and, and it will do well in other categories. The Boys for Amazon Prime is a real upset potential, but I wonder if it's just a bit a bit too much for voters. <laughs> if you've never seen it, it's it's interesting. Um, and But it, it does have a lot of buzz this year. Um, Stars, uh, P Valley is buzzy. It's another one that uh, might be too much. And uh, Disney Plus is pushing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think if they're going to go for a comic book series, it's going to be The Boys. Um, but I don't think they're going to go for either. So for Best Actor in a Drama Series, again, we'll have six nominees in this category. The Drama Series did okay. It's when we get to comedy that you'll see those numbers reduced. Um, there were enough entries, you know, like I said. So, so I expect uh, Sterling K. Brown and Billy Porter to return. Both are previous winners. The other four from last year are from shows that did not have seasons. So, And you're going to keep hearing this refrain. Uh, the Morning Show, Ozark, and Succession, none of them came back this year. Um, so, so we're going to have some new contenders. Josh, o Josh O'Connor, a favorite of ours. Um, I can't pronounce his name, apparently, but he's a favorite of ours. Is definitely a lot for the crown. He did very well through the Winter Guild Awards. And just when I say Winter Guilds, so the, the PGA, SAG, DJ, they all lined themselves up on a, on a calendar year um, to line up with the Oscars. So they do have an impact on the Emmys, but what always happens is they reward shows that the Emmys have already rewarded. They reward some new shows, and then they miss all the new shows until the next year. So, so they're sort of indicative, but they're not as predictive as they are for the Oscars. Despite my hesitation of putting Perry Mason in series, I mean, I, I didn't really hesitate. It's just I feel like it's the eighth uh, a slot there. Um, I would be shocked if these voters passed over Matthew Reese, a recent winner uh, for the Americans, who once again did very well during the Winter Awards. Um, René Jean Page, did I French that enough? I don't know if he's actually French. Anyway, you're French. Does that sound okay? Anyway, who announced he was not returning to Bridgerton, which was a, a shock. Um, he was everywhere this year. He became an instant star. He hosted SNL. If they love the show, he's in. I think he got a sag nod. So um, the final slot, I'm going to put Jonathan Majors for Lovecraft Country. Again, the cancellation came after voting had closed, but this show was high on a lot of lists. Um, but he's vulnerable. I think I think René Jean-Page. Still not right. René Jean-Page. René Jean-Page. Dear Lord. I hope he doesn't hear this. He's, he's never going to. Anyway, um, I would watch out for Pedro Pascal for The Mandalorian if it is as popular as I think it's going to be. Um, Joseph Fiennes and Milo Ventimiglia both have been nominated for these roles, one for The Handmaid's Tale, the other for This Is Us. And then If the Boys is a breakthrough, they have three um, submitted lead actors this year, Anthony Starr, Jack Quaid, and Carl Urban. So for Best Actress in a Drama Series, this category, like Best Actor, is missing last year's winner, Zendaya, um, and five of its nominees. So, because uh, The Morning Show, Euphoria, Killing Eve, and Ozark did not have seasons this eligibility period. Euphoria did have those two special episodes, but didn't qualify for the acting races. It qualified for, like, writing and directing. I don't know how all that works, but it didn't qualify. Zendaya was not uh, submitted. So as I said, the addition of Princess Di to the crown really gave it a boost. And this young actress, Emma Corrin, has benefited from that. She has won every, I mean, every award um, that she has been up for. Um, and I, th I think she's unstoppable for this prize. And her co-star, Olivia Coleman, 
was nominated last year and just got another Oscar nod for The Father, I think she's also in as well. Elizabeth Moss should easily return. She's one to watch for. Um, she she could win any at any time. Um, she got a lot of renewed critical notice and, ha- like I said, has won this category before. Um, like Matthew Reese, no matter what happens with In Treatment and other categories, expect Uza Aduba to get a nod here. She's really great in the show. And she has won like four Emmys over the last seven years. She just won last year for in a surprise for Mrs. America. I will say I didn't predict her, but I told everyone to watch out for her. So I'm going to count that as a win. These voters find a way to give her some love no matter what she is in. And, and in this case, it really is deserved. In the final two slots, I'm expecting the buzz, of course, pre-cancellation, for Lovecraft Country to bring in Journey Smollett. And the same for Phoebe Dynevor. I don't know if that's how you pronounce for Bridgerton, um, I would watch though for Sarah Paulson for Ratchet. That show was, um, how should I put this uh, delicately, terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was really bad. But but Sarah Paulson is Sarah Paulson. She's one of the best, and she's very well liked. I think she got a Globe nod, which means nothing, especially after all the you know Globe <laughs> controversy. But whatever. Um, also look out for previous nominee Mandy Moore. She was nominated for uh, This Is Us a couple years ago. Aya Cash for The Boys, one of my favorites. She was in a great show called You're the Worst um, for a couple years. And then MJ Rodriguez for Pose, another great nominee who's never been nominated. Um, and all those shows you know have a lot of buzz, so they could bring them with their coattails for best supporting actor in a drama series this category managed to stay at its eight nods but it will have seven new nominees um that's just it's just that is so crazy because normally it's the same people get in all the time um and and it's just it's all because of covid it's all because of all those delays and 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 like i said you're just it's going to be a repeating theme here throughout this this podcast but um bradley whitford will be the one returning player for the handmaid's tale he's one for this uh, um character before and guest he was nominated last year he's in uh giancarlo esposito will likely return as well but not for the not for better call saul but this year for the mandalorian um he was nominated for this character last year and guest but this year he was in enough episodes they bumped him up to supporting and he's cool uh john lithgow feels safe for perry mason he is i mean he is a legend all those years from third rock from the sun which I, has not aged well i'm just <laughs> It's just not anyway but he also won re- one recently for the crown the first season he played uh winston churchill Michael Kenneth Williams, one of my absolute favorite actors. He goes way back with HBO. He was Omar in The Wire for all those years. Um, He has been in almost every major miniseries that HBO has produced. He is fantastic. I think he gets in for Lovecraft Country, and this could be the year he finally wins. Um, he, he's, he's kind of getting on that legendary status at this point. Tobias Menzies benefits from the crown's popularity, and he's good in the show, and he plays uh, Prince Philip. And, of course, who, who, Prince Philip passed away this year. I think that, that there's so much buzz for, for that character. Um, the last three slots, I think, are definitely up in the air. Anthony Ramos could get Anthony. Anthony. Anthony, Anthony. Anthony Ra- Ramos. That's not a French name. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, that is not a French name. Hell, I told you it's very early. I apologize. Anyway, Anthony Ramos could get in for in treatment. Um, he has a lot of buzz, you know, in the Heights premiere this summer, and um, and and he was in Hamilton, and so he's popular. Chris Sullivan was in this category like two years ago, then he fell out for uh, This Is Us. Um, with so many slots open, I'm kind of going back to him just because I feel like he's one of those that that they'll go back to. And finally, Jonathan Bailey from Bridgerton. Again, that cast is is so popular. Um, and the show's so popular, I think you're going to see those coattails. But I'm leaving out, so I'm, I'm leaving out John Benjamin Hickey for in, um, for in treatment. He could replace Anthony Anthony Ramos, uh, his co-star, or they could both get in. Justin Hartley has been great on uh, This Is Us for so long. He was he was uh, one of the Adams on Young and the Restless. That is a really weird trivia, but if you watch Young and the Restless, but now he's he's in This Is Us and he he's overdue. 
The other, there are the two guys from the Winter Soldier series uh, to look out for. I just don't know if that one's going to hit as well as some people are predicting. And then another uh, Handmaid's Tale actor, O.T. Fajbinle. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. I'm so sorry, O.T. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but apparently you were a standout this season, and a lot of people are high on you. So I, I hope that you get in. Although if you do, then I'm going to have to mispronounce your name again, and I do apologize for that. But he's uh, uh, one of the characters in The Handmaid's Tale this year, and apparently he was really, really good. So for supporting actress in a drama series, Gillian Anderson, like like Emma Corrin, has won everything for playing Maggie Thatcher. I mean, she really... So she's going to get in. I also think her co-star, Helena Bonham Carter, who was nominated last year, will will get in. They're probably the first two slots. Um, the Handmaid's Tale... Like I said, last year it, it, it didn't come back very strong, but this year there's so many slots. So I think three of their, their folks are going to get in, so, and all three of them are either – so Samira Wiley won in guest, um, was nominated in supporting, and Dowd won in supporting, and Yvonne Strahovski was nominated in supporting. So I think all three of their, them are going to come back. Just to note, by the way, Carter and Samira Wiley are the only two returning nominees. So again, there's there's so many slots um, available. So that leaves three slots. Um, Wunmi Mosako uh, for Lovecraft Country was really a standout. If you haven't seen that series, it's really good, and she she's definitely a standout there. I'm hoping that votus vote the votus <laughs> the votus the voters notice. I just made a new word. <laughs> Help me. They'll get votus. <laughs> They'll get votus. <laughs> I like that actually. Votus. We created a new word. Yeah, yeah. You, you get t-shirts just, you now. You don't just get noticed. You vote for those who are noticed. You get votus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we are making t-shirts. I love that. Um Tatiana Maslani is she's a previous winner. Um and Perry Mason, like I said, is is doing well and I think she'll get back in. I just added that last slot I wasn't really sure about. I just added an emerald fennel. I got it right. Um for playing Camilla, you know, Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall or whatever she is, in the crown. She, she's good in the series. She's not the standout, but she just won an Oscar, and Emmy voters love them some Oscar winners. I mean, they if you win an Oscar, you, it doesn't matter what you do. You could read a book on TV, and they're going to get you an Emmy nomination. So I think she could get in, but they could also go for Erin Daughtery, um, who's been on the last two seasons. She's really great. She plays prince, a young Princess Anne. Um, and, and so then I, beyond so beyond those, um, I'm not predicting Aaron Daughter, by the way, but but she's like the the ninth slot for me. Uh, Cynthia Nixon and Judy Davis are Emmy veterans. Cynthia Nixon was a uh, you know Sex in the City. Judy Davis has been nominated. I think she's won several Emmys, but again, they're on that show Ratchet, and uh, that show was Ratchet. <laughs> it was bad. It was so 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 bad. Um, they are good in every. I mean, it wasn't the performances that that kept it down but whatever um they could get it on name recognition i really hope not that would be really lazy um nicola coughlin is good in bridgerton once again bridgerton's popular and um it would be great to see also india moore and dominique jackson for pose and i would literally jump for joy one of my favorite actresses is Anjanou ellis she's just fantastic in so many things and it's, she's one of those that you don't know who she is but if you saw her you'd be like oh that's that woman in that you know um she's great in lovecraft country she she could break through that would be great all right, uh, let's move on to the comedy categories. You know, you know, after the Shit's Creek sweep, <laughs> which was so exciting for us, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. These categories kind of feel like <laughs> they just do. Like, there's some good series. I finally caught up with Ted Lasso. Now I was telling you, I didn't particularly. It's really it gets better. <laughs> um, and so there's some great sh- shows. But the last couple of years, it was Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, then Fleabag and Shit's Creek. They were so exciting. And this year, it feels like we're just kind of filling in some slots. Okay. Um, so there's only one series returning from last year, and that is the final season of the Kaminsky Method. Eh, whatever. It'll happen. It, it's it's got Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Paul Reiser. It's it's you know a lot of classics. Alan Arkin decided not to do it the last season. 
It's fine. Whatever. Um, I'm also predicting Blackish to return. It dropped out last year, but I think it can return, and it had a good season. It, it dealt with the COVID crisis really well. Um, but that that's not a guarantee. Like the, It's like my seventh or eighth slot. The three biggest contenders this year are Ted Lasso, which I just talked about, The Flight Attendant, and Hacks. Um, Ted Lasso and The Flight Attendant did well in the winter awards, but they were still facing Shit's Creek. But, but like Jason Sudeikis was able to beat Eugene Levy several times. So they didn't win as much, but they both still were able to kind of make some dents. Hacks is a newcomer. Um, it just premiered in May. It's uh, HBO Max um, and Gene Smart. That combination's Emmy Gold, let me tell you something. Pin 1-5 is, um, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Is that is that's how I am pronouncing it? Um, <laughs> it's about two women who play middle schoolers. It is an odd, odd show, but it did get a writing nod a couple years ago. It is a huge critical favorite in a normal year. No, like heck, no, they're not. They're not honoring Pin One Five. But this year, I think it can make the cut. That's just <laughs> someone's gonna have to announce it. Oh my god! Yes, they are. They are. Who's who announcing that? Oh, it's um, uh, Ron Cephas Jones and, and his daughter Jasmine Cephas Jones. They are very classy people. I don't know how they're going to get through that. Um, very classy people. But anyway, um, one of my favorite new shows this year is called Girls Five Eva. It's on Peacock. I got it on a screener. That's how I was able to watch it. Um, it's four women trying to revive an early like two thousands girl girls group, like kind of like a Spice Girls, like really cheesy. I love the Spice Girls, by the way. That wasn't a, that wasn't a slight. Me too. I know, like they were the greatest thing ever. But but yeah, you know it, it, that early millennium type uh, pop group. Uh, it's a Tina Fey, Robert Carlock production, and it kind of reminds me of one of their other shows, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's really goofy, it's funny, but it also has a lot of heart. And I do hope it gets in. It was a really great show. Um, finally, while the new season of Master of None um, is not funny at all, um, <laughs> it's it's good, by the way. It's just not funny. It does feature Emmy winner Lena Waithe, and it was a show that did really well in the past. So I, I'm kind of putting it back in. Um, I'm, it's down there with Blackish in like my seventh or eighth slot where I'm really not sure. I, I would be happy if they got in, but I'm not sure. Cobra Kai is is probably one of the more successful like reboot or revival series, but these shows have just not done well with Emmy voters in recent years, and and, and this is you know it's been a craze recently. Um, like when Will and Grace came back, I really thought it would do well. It had good reviews. It it was such an Emmy magnet when it came on, and I know Cobra Kai was you know that it was a movie series, but it didn't. And so a lot of people are predicting it. Apparently, it's very good. I haven't watched it because um, I wasn't a child of the eight. Like I'm not a Karate Kid fan, but apparently it's really good. Um, it could get in. I just, I, those shows have just not done well. And so I, I don't know. It does have Netflix behind it, though. So that's good. I would look out for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. The problem is, is that it got canceled. But unlike Lovecraft Country, it got canceled before any voting started. Maybe it'll get votist. It'll get votist <laughs> for its season that apparently was so bad they canceled it. I don't, you know, whatever. No, apparently it's fun and, 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 and um, it's NBC and we'll see. Uh, Mythic Quest, I've never seen this, but apparently it's an Apple TV entry. Oh, whatever. Um, I tried Made for Love. It was a it was an HBO. It had Christine Milioti. Uh, it was not great, but it's HBO. And sometimes in a year where there aren't a lot of contenders, I'm not going to be shocked with some of these these last couple nominees. And also, I would like to give a shout out to to two broadcast television shows, Superstore and Mom. Um, broadcast shows get kind of a flack now. They're not considered as important as some of these streaming or cable shows. But these shows were not only funny, but they really tackled important issues you know superstore dealt with workplace issues it dealt with covid mom was always about addiction and um i think both of them really ended on high notes and it proves that that those kind of broadcast shows are still um an important part of the television landscape so i'd love to see them get some send-off love at least a couple nods here and there 
Best Actor in a Comedy Series. This one w- was really affected. So it lost two slots from last year because the number of submissions dipped so much. So it only has five nominees this year. And only two of those are, are coming back. Anthony Anderson and Michael Douglas. Uh, well, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method. I think they're going to come back. Jason Sudeikis, uh, he is, he's getting nominated. He, he, I would be shocked if he didn't win. And like I said, that show, I watched the first episode. I was like, oh, okay, whatever, whatever. I finally got into it. It's good. And he is is the reason, one of the big reasons for it. Um, and like I said, he beat Eugene Levy for Shit's Creek and some of those winter uh, winter awards. Keenan um, is the new NBC sitcom from Keenan Thompson. Uh, it did get renewed and it was well received. In a normal year, I would say no, but he has recently become an Emmy favorite. He won for like the song and music and lyrics. He's been nominated in supporting for SNL. I think he's going to get in here. And and but but again the. the I don't know. In a normal year, no. I'm, I'm predicting it this year. The last slot, I'm going with Ralph Macchio for Cobra Kai. Um, his other co-star, William Zabka, could take that slot or could take that slot plus Keenan's, especially if the show does get into series. Um, like I said, I'm not really a karate kid, but Ralph Macchio is like the classic. You know, that He's the bigger name, so I feel like that's going to happen. Um, Ted Danson could get in for Mr. Mayor. The show got canceled. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> but he you know, he just got nominated for a couple years for The Good Place. He is a legend. He's won before. Um, if they're name-checking, then then he could get in. If this mythic quest that I don't know about. And, and people are going to say, oh, you, anyway. Rob McElhinney, he was in. Um, he's Always in, uh, sunny in yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. He could get in. And then the other one, you know, William H. Macy was nominated every year for Shameless. And this is the last season of Shameless. But then, you know, the... The scandal hit. <laughs> Felicity Huffman's out of jail, so that's, you know. Um, I'm going to go with no, but in this year where there aren't a lot of contenders, maybe they've forgiven. I, I, we'll see. Um, so for Best Actors in a Comedy Series, again, only five slots this year due to, due to less production. It just the Productions got stopped, um, and, and it just it, it took a toll on, on their ability to produce these shows. Um, one, ret- one returning potential, only one, is uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. I do think she'll get back in. She had a great uh, year this year. She's a doctor. Uh, Rainbow, her character, is a doctor. And there's this awesome episode about COVID. And in the old days where you could – when the second round, everyone, like 70 people had to sit down and watch episodes and that determined the winner, she'd be winning an Emmy this year. She probably won't, but I think she'll get nominated. The two leading contenders are Kaylee Cuoco, finally. You know, Kaylee Cuoco has never had an Emmy nomination. That girl has been on like three sitcoms. Now she's on The Fly Attendant. She was she was on The Big Bang Theory for 15 years. All those cast members got nominated. She never did. And I think she's finally going to get a nod. It is way overdue. Um, and I'd love to see her win, but the, but she is she's up against Gene Smart for this new show, Hacks. And it is a good show, and Gene Smart is a legend. So I think one of those two is gonna win, and that would be cool. Those are those that would be good, those would be good picks. Um, I'm also gonna be happy. I, I am predicting Renee Elise Goldsberry to get in for Girls Five Eva. Um, and, and she uh, she won a Tony for Hamilton. She was really great. She had a recurring role in The Good Wife all those years. Um, she is awesome in this show. She is the star. She really just steals every scene she's in. And then my fifth slot, I moved in Lena Waithe. Um, if if Master of None is strong enough to snag a comedy series nod, it's going to have to get something else. And she is a recent Emmy winner and a favorite, and, and she's really good in the show. Again, it's not funny, but that has not stopped them in the past. Uh, they submitted in comedy. It's a good show. I think she's going to get in. That one I just added in. I had Jane Levy for that Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, but then it, it got canceled, and it got canceled right in the thick of voting. And I think that could just put a halt on voters of like, why are we going to reward something that 
that they're not even bringing back that people didn't even watch. Um, I think Allison Janney could get back in for mom. She was great. She won for mom, uh, I think twice in supporting and then she, they, they moved her to lead and she hasn't won since, but, um, but I think she could get back in. Uh, Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle were possibilities for pin one five <laughs> and could take the last two slots. They could actually take those two slots. Um, Robin Thede would be an inspired choice for one of my favorite shows every, uh, the last couple of years, a black lady sketch show. I don't think that's going to happen. And I would also like to see Sarah Barillas. Yes. The Grammy winning singer is one of the co-stars of girls five Eva. She's really good. And then, um, with, with, um, America Ferreira leaving the la- for the last season of Superstore, which is probably why it ended. Uh, Lauren Ash kind of stepped in, and she's been this. She plays Dina in the show, and she is absolutely hilarious. I'd like to see that happen again. There's only five slots in a year of where they used to have seven or eight. Some of these people could get in, but not this year. Supporting actor in a comedy series again. This one dipped from eight nominees to seven, um, and only Keenan Thompson for SNL is eligible again. So this is going to be a whole <laughs> new slate. Um, I think his co-star Bowen Yang is going to join him. If you have not been watching SNL you've got to check out some of his characters in one of the he does a lot of the uh weekend update he played the tight the um iceberg from titanic oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god and, then, and he also had this really great rant that was going on after that there was that viral video of that um asian grandmother in los angeles who got attacked and she fought back and it started off funny and then he he really because you know obviously he's he's chinese american and he took it personally and he was like i have an asian grandmother you know and it really hit and so he's funny but he also has made a real impact on that show so after that i don't know i don't know but i have noticed that in the supporting categories especially with a lot of wild cards if there's a show they like they're going to pick it three, four times. You know, Game of Thrones, that last season, four actresses got in. Um, last year with Succession, three got in. So not knowing what's going to happen, I'm picking four Ted Lasso guys. And I think literally th- probably three of them at least would get in. Um, their names are Nick Muhammad, Brendan Hunt, Brett Goldstein, Jeremy Swift. You probably have never heard of any of them. You probably would recognize them. They're all British actors. The other slot I'm leaving for the flight attendant. Again, if these are the big series and there's not a lot of competition, I'm expecting this to just keep rolling. Um, his name is Michel Huisman. Is that French? Is that, I don't even know if that's French. I don't know. Okay, well, or if his name's French, I don't know. Um, I think he's a big contender actually over T.R. Knight, but, but T.R. Knight is the previous nominee. He was in Grey's Knight. He was George on Grey's Knight before they killed him off. Um, but but he's, so I'm not sure about that. I, I, I'm now starting to think maybe T.R. Knight takes the Jeremy Swift. I think he's the the, the fourth of the, the two, um, of the four, excuse me. Uh, uh, Ted Lasso guys, so so we'll see that one. That one I might adjust before the before the final list. Um, so there are some other contenders, but this is that's the thing. This is why I put those those four guys in is because the other contenders are kind of like maybe. I mean, Alex Newell for uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist again. It got canceled. Ray Romano, he's you know I mean he's Ray Romano. He everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> Oh, come on. That was funny. It's the name of the show. Okay, whatever. Okay. Um, he's in that new show, Made for Love, that just didn't do anything. Again, if, if they're just trying to check off names. Uh, Paul Reiser, who was, you know, mad about you all those years for the Kaminsky Method. I love Lawrence Fishburne on Blackish, but I mean, he's never he's not gotten in for this role. And I mean, they've been on for how many seasons? Pete Davidson, for God knows why, could be get the, a third <laughs> nod for SNL. I, I, so right now, I, I'm just, I'm like, you know what? They're going to love Ted Lasso. They're going to love Flight Attendant. I think they're going to pile up those categories. So, final category, I promise, I'm sorry. Um, best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. Again, seven slots instead of eight, and only two two are returning. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a record. Uh, Kate McKinnon and Cecily Strong for SNL, and I, I think they're going to get in again. And I think Ted Lasso's, again, going to take some slots. Hannah Wittingham 
Um, she won the Critics' Choice this year. It was kind of a surprise. She is hilarious. And Juno Temple, both of them are in a show that's really, you know, male-dominated. It's about a male soccer team with male coaches. These two female characters are probably my favorite. They do such a good job of stealing the scene. Um, that leaves uh, three slots. Uh, Rosie Perez for the flight attendant. Rosie Perez. I love her accent, that Brooklyn accent. Uh, for the flight attendant. She's a legend. Uh, she's an Oscar nominee. And uh, that show is really popular. I think she and her co-star, Zazia Mamet, she was in Girls all those years. I think both of them are going to get in. And that just leaves one slot. And so, so three shows, again, are taking up almost all the slots. I'm predicting Hannah Einbinder. Einbinder? I don't know. Sorry. Hannah E. <laughs> Hannah E., I think she's going to get votist uh, this year <laughs> for Hacks. She, um, she's kind of a co-lead with Jean Smart, but they, they were not going to submit her up against the great Jean Smart. Um, and so they put her in supporting. She holds her own, though. She really, it's really a two-hander, and she is fantastic. I think she's going to get in. Um, beyond those seven, Michelle Gomez could be the third flight attendant nominee. Kathleen Turner is great um, all the time uh, in the Kaminsky Method. Whatever. So. <laughs> Naomi Ackle could join her co-star Lena Waithe for Master Nun. It's kind of a, a two-hander. Um, and so, again, they, they decide to put one in supporting, but they play a couple, and, and she could get in. Um, always watch out for Laurie Metcalf for the Connors, because uh, she's Laurie Metcalf. And that, that character is iconic. I think she won several Emmys for it back in the day, when it was Roseanne. Again, before the controversy. Anyway, uh, all these controversies. It's, well, it's like, so uh, this is totally a squirrel. But I was looking at guest actress in a drama series last night, and I realized that Felicia Rashad's probably going to get nominated. And you, you know, you've heard about all the... Cosby mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, but then I realized she did it after the nomination voting. So she's already going to get, <laughs> she's not winning that Emmy. I can tell you that much. Um, um, and then for the last slot or the last two slots, I, it would, it would, again, I thought Girls 5 Eva was just hilarious. Uh, Paula Pell and Busy Phillips are the two supporting uh, contenders from that, uh, from that show. Paula Pell is an SNL legend. She won an Emmy back in the day. And Busy Phillips has been, I mean, she was on Freaks and Geeks. She was on Dawson's Creek, whatever. She was really great in Cougar Town, which was the, the Courtney Cox follow-up to friends and she's never gotten an Emmy nod and it's time I, I would love to see both of them get in Paula Pell's probably the strongest she could slip in um because she really has a the the most interesting character I think of, of the group so so those, those are my predictions and I'm sorry because I know it's going to take 48,000 hours to edit it but this is fun I love the Emmys and and you know I, I, I said at the beginning that because there's a lot of things missing but some of these shows I think are really good and they wouldn't get honored in a normal year. And so it's nice to see things. This is the year where they have a chance to, to, to you know, get into this category because next year they – no, not going to happen because all the show, good shows are going to come back. But anyway, so, so we'll look we'll, – we'll see. We'll be watching for um, the, the Cephas Jones trying to um, announce Pin 1-5. <laughs> uh, that'll be fun. So next Tuesday, July 13th at – I think it's 8.30 Pacific time. So it'll be about 11.30. Uh, the Emmy nominees, nominations will be announced. I don't know if they'll do it on, on one of the morning shows, but they definitely will do it on their website, emmys.org. So um, we'll, we'll look forward to that. And then sometime in late se- mid-September, uh, we'll do our, our winter predictions, and then Angelique will have to spend another five days editing. But um, <laughs> thank you for having me again. Uh, the Emmys are always fun. We hope you check it out. And we will be doing an Emmy prediction contest this year. So starting next week, we'll have both an online form and a physical form in the in the library that you can submit. So if you want to predict your Emmy wins and win a $25 gift card, come at it. That'll be fun. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, thank you.